Hey, Cruz and Cruzoids. I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. This, this is Open Shutters. Scary ghost, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And this is Open Shutters. And uh, this is our, our last episode of Targeted While Out LGBTQ Hate Crimes. But we are going to do a bonus episode of a movie review of the, the movie Milk next week. Yeah, and with it, like kind of like we did with Boys Don't Cry, because it's an actual um, real event, we'll also get into the real events with that. So, so we, I want, we're going to be looking at Harvey Milk's life. We're going to need to watch it, uh, but right the same day that we review it, because it's two over two hours long, and... It's hard to retain that much information when you're my age. We're getting older. I I mean, I'm having trouble with memory, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, tonight, um, we first of all, what's going on with you? Uh, Not too much. Did you survive that horrible storm? We had more rain after the storm that had nothing to do with the storm than the storm itself. Oh, God. Every time a little bitty bitty thunderstorm goes... People think we're going to be on our roof screaming and that we're supposed to go to Baton Rouge. We had more flash flood warnings from that other rain that came after the storm than the storm itself. Yeah, really. So, yes, we survived it. We're still here. (laughs) Even Facebook had this I'm okay thing that you posted on there. I mean, really. I loved it when my namesake hurricane, Barry, what was that, like two years ago? And they they would tell me, are you going to evacuate? I said, why? It's a. It's not even a category one. It's a tropical storm, barely in a category one, and it's hitting two hundred miles from here. Katrina was a huge cap category five. Right. Well, when you're on your roof screaming for help, don't come to me. I'm like, trust me, I won't, because I won't be on my roof screaming for help. So, uh, yeah. So you survived the horrible storm. So, uh, what, what, what else are we talking about before we get to so our main? What you, what, what you've been watching? Oh, I have been watching a couple of things. So we started watching a thing, a, a new show called Kevin Can F Himself. Kevin Can Fuck Himself. I know a few Kevins that can go F themselves. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, this one is uh, sort of a take on the King of Queens and Kevin Can Wait. And, you know, and all the sitcoms that have the, you know, the fat doofus husband and the pretty wife that's just harried and haggard, just, just completely frazzled because she's driving them crazy but they still love each other in the end and bum 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 in the sitcom well in this show it's a little bit different in this show everything's all nice and everything in one room but as soon as the wife allison kevin's wife allison goes into the kitchen everything gets dark and she has these dark thoughts and she has this other life outside the sitcom and I don't want to give too much away, so I'm not going to say much, but uh, um, some of the cast is pretty good. You have Annie Murphy. You remember her from Schitt's Creek? Oh, yes. Love Annie Murphy. Uh, 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 she was Alexis in Schitt's yes. Creek. 
Well, in this one, she's playing Allison, Kevin's wife. A totally different character. You have not seen her like this at all. She has a heavy Boston accent. And wow. she's the housewife, you know, the, 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 the pretty housewife that's too good for her husband. And then Eric Peterson just does a take on the Kevin Doug character. That's just, it, it's just, he's ten times more obnoxious than Kevin James or Ralph Cramden or any of them. But you ever wondered, don't you think that Kevin and uh, Doug's wife wanted to kill him when she was away from him? You ever thought that maybe Alice Cramden was planning some kind of murder of Ralph? I think they all just wanted to do something. Don't you think Edith Bunker secretly wanted to poison Archie's beer? Probably. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And um, all these wives, you know, they're too good for their husbands. Even Peg Bundy, I'm sure she wanted to, she wanted to poison Al. I mean, come on. When she was tossing the salad and smoking the cigarette, you know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, Marcy finds the cigarette button in her salad. You know the gears were turning. Whenever she was tossing salad, that's And you know Claire Huxtable. You know Claire Huxtable would probably have been glad when Cliff was charged with all those rapes and put in jail, saying, well, I'm away from this doofus. <laughs> so anyway, that's a pretty good one. And also, um, I've been watching... Um, What's that other one I said? Uh, oh, yeah, Manifest. We still watch it Manifest, which is pretty good. That's the one where these people get on the plane, and when they land, it's five years later. But they haven't aged anything. Have you seen that show? I've seen it. It's been a while back. I, I've never... I, I need to go back and give it another chance. Yeah, there's a big controversy about it right now, because NBC canceled it, and Netflix was supposed to pick it up, and they backed out. So now they're trying to sell it to Hulu, or, uh, or Paramount, or, or maybe even Peacock, since it was originally with NBC. They tried to sell it to another format. That's kind of weird, though, why they would sell it up. They just got it, because... I mean, that's something weird going on. So either either somebody well, didn't want to pay whatever, some well, it deserves a, It deserves a fourth season, because it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I've been watching uh, an older show called Cold Case. And one of the things about it that really... It, it's sadder than any of the cop shows I know... Because it's always somebody who was seriously wrong. For example, there was once a, a what? It was a a gay bashing in 1964, and they, they you know they, they go through trying to find the case. The, the man's mother comes to the cold case unit. They go through and they and when they finally catch the culprit, they show the guy the victim standing there watching the culprit be taken away in the, in the handcuffs and everything, and it's. It's just heartbreaking because you're going like, okay, they're vindicated. Mm. And then, I don't know, that just makes me sad. So, so I've been watching an, a very intriguing show. You know, I've been hooked on watching all, I love watching all these things from different parts of the world. Well, I got, I got, I've been getting hooked on some interesting different um, Korean dramas and came upon this one called, recently got added to Netflix. It's actually a Netflix series called Move to Heaven. And it's about a young Korean man um, who is living with Asperger's. Oh, yeah, you had told me and about that And it one. shows how he navigates life, deals with social awkwardness, while helping run the family business that he, uh, working in the family business that he learned from his, his father. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away, but um, the family business is actually trauma cleaning. 
So the scenes are everything from elderly people that had died in their homes and their bodies had been there for weeks to actual murder scenes. Wow. And what they do is they're unlike just people that go in and just, oh, clean the place and they're done. Part of what their service that makes it different is is they bring usually a yellow box with them and they figure out what are the things that were important to these people that connected to the this the deceased say hopes or dreams and they try to collect that in the box and with the clues that are in there sometimes they have to figure out who to give the message to or what the real message was. It actually sounds pretty good. Oh my gosh, it is probably one of the best concepts of a show that I've seen in a very long time. It has a dubbed version. Uh, It also has subtitled so I'm, y'all really have no excuse. I know dubbing seems a little odd, but hey, if you're not willing to read subtitles, it's easier for you because it's worth the, the real meaning of the show is so beautiful that it's worth it. Well, you know, I don't have a problem with subtitles, for, per se, because I used... I'm hard of hearing, so I used the, the closed captions on the on the TV. But uh, sometimes I'm crocheting while I'm watching TV, and I'm paying attention to what I'm doing, so I can't read the subtitles all the time. So it's better for me to hear something that I understand. Well, I encourage you, Bear, I encourage you, it's, it's very endearing, and it's a really intriguing concept. And I, there's a lot I have, I'm trying to keep under wraps because I want you, I do not want to spoil this. It is so good, and I hope they come back for subsequent seasons. Okay, so we got Kevin can go F himself, which is on AMC, and it can be, it's, you, can, you can stream it on AMC+. Plus yes. on, yeah, yeah, is it AMC+. Plus? Yes. And you have uh, Cold Case can be streamed on HBO Max. Okay. And Manifest can be streamed on Netflix. And Move to Heavens on Netflix. All right. So Excellent. So uh, there's a couple of, you want to tell us about a couple of uh, people haven't heard about it, the coming oh, out yeah, stories. Yeah, we have some coming out stories. And we haven't done coming out stories before, but these are kind of... Um, They're during Pride Month. so It's think- Pride Month, and these are kind of like least expected coming out stories. First of all, is Carl Nasbitt, the uh, football player. What's his... Um, he's for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. What is his position? Line, he, no, he's not the lineman. Um, what is his position? This is... Being yeah. hot? Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, and I saw a picture of him when he was a teenager. And talk about geek. geek. And Hormones uh, does things. It's just like sometimes you. I, I know there's some people I went to school with. They start off in this um. This really. Oh look at this! I'm looking for Carl Nesbitt, and I want to put Carl Jun. Carl's Junior's um. <laughs> menu. No, 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 you, no, no. You just got beef on the mind, don't you? I got beef on the mind. Yeah, this is one. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what his position is. I don't know anything about football. You guys got to excuse me. But anyway, he um, he came out. He came out in an interview that he was uh, saying that he uh, that he was a gay man. He yeah, it was a, publicly. It was a, it was a personal video he had actually taken. They showed it. It was really. I, I saw it. It was, uh, and his reasoning for doing it here was he realized it's um, there may be kids like him that are watching. Yeah, it's a good thing. And, and oh, he, he's a defensive lineman. Okay, here it is. He's a defensive lineman. Now, uh, there have also been a couple of other football players that have come out. There was Dave Copay, 
who's now 78. He came out after his career was over in 1975. I remember there was a nude poster of him right. hanging in the gay bar. I think it was Lafitte's. Yeah. Well, but see, what, what makes Carl Nassib important is it's the first active. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's the first time an active one has come yeah. out. And then there's another one that came out in high school named Jake Bain in 2017. Yeah, he came out before then, he got... Uh, yeah, before he, he got... He got in, Liz drafted in. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Carl Nesbitt. Now, our second one is an actor on The Young and the Restless who has been on there for a long time. And he formerly was on As the World Turns. And he's from New Orleans. He's an Orleans boy. His name is Christian LeBlanc. Okay. His name's Christian LeBlanc. And he was in an interview with Maurice Bernard, who plays uh, Sonny on on uh, General Hospital, interviewed him, and he was talking about homophobia. And he said, uh, our job is, uh, as actors, our job is to be honest about mental health, about sexual preferences, and about things you don't hear in history books. And see, he said that after joking about his uh, first meeting, he said he was comparing ages. He said so. Uh, he, he was said to to uh, Maurice, who was in his fifties. He said, "I'm 63, so you're a tiny tight to me." Now he discussed his brother, who died of AIDS 25 years ago, and uh, and lamented the fact that in the regular rhythm of an uh, of an education, we're not exposed to so many things that are the main force driving people. So therefore, we're pretty much in a bubble with the people who are driven by the same things. And he said, if you're different, your feelings don't conform, then you think you're just a bizarre one. He says, it's not until after Stonewall it took, people took a gay man seriously. So then he followed that with, I still live with the legacy of a gay man. Mm. There, I still don't hold my husband's hand, of tw his husband of 28 years' hand in public. Can't do it. Because be the generation he's from. He's well, from it's not just generation. Like, I get it. Like, for some of us that have grown up in the South, it's taken longer for us. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not affectionate at some level with my partner. We've been together 14 years. But there's areas, there's places where... Yeah, I'm not well, gonna, yeah, I'm there's not gonna, some places. Especially with my, my social anxiety problems. I'm actually... It's not that I'm not going to admit that I'm gay, if somebody asks. No, it's not like that. But I'm afraid with like public displays of affection, things like that, in certain settings, and and living in the South, it gets scary when you go out to certain rural areas and stuff. It, well, you know, Lance is is the king of PDA. Oh no, you have the opposite. PDA. You have the opposite situation. I got somebody who want who is inappropriately, yeah, a little <laughs> grabby sometimes. We got in a big fight in the Mexican restaurant one time because he got too grabby, and, and there were little old ladies in the table next to us. And he's telling me they can't see us. I said, we're in spitting distance of them. How can you say we can't see it? We also, he'll talk about things, and there's, like, children right on the table behind, and I'm like, Lance, there's kids. There's kids. Yeah, but he'll say that to me. He'll, but he'll, if, if he thinks I'm Yeah, he'll say things to you, and I'm, like, and I'm like sitting at the table with y'all, and I'm seeing, like, the children. Like, sometimes the if I'm not behind. thinking that I'm talking, he'll go, kids over there. <laughs> he does that. Yeah, but he's the one that messes, forgets that sometimes. But anyhow... But, uh, but no, but I can definitely, Christian LeBlanc, can see where, you know, it's it's still, for some people, it's still in their framework of mind that, that, that we can't get past. And we hope that the younger generations 
can find a way to get past that, not have to have that stigma that sits with some of us that are, say, older or some of us that have grown up more rural southern But what seems really odd is soap operas, a big, big chunk of the only of daytime soaps are gay men. The drama. Yeah. And why do soap opera actors have to be afraid to come out? Because sometimes a segment of their audience sees them as, especially if the character's straight, sees them as... Well, yeah, because he plays Michael, uh, who's like married to Lauren, one of the main divas on there. And and, and some fans get disappointed. I mean, I, I think hopefully we're moving past that as generations move you know, forward, but... Yeah, I gotta that. admit, when they had uh, Willow on Buffy the Vampire Slayer become a lesbian, I ha- I had a problem with it. Not because I have a problem with a lesbian, but I have a problem with the way it was executed. Oh, a lot of things were not. It was made to well look like a choice rather than you either are or you aren't. I mean, this girl was chasing after Xander and Xander and pining for him and. Couldn't wait to have a boyfriend, and then all well, of a you got to look at the time frame of how they were handling it back then. And yeah. then she says something when the character Tara gets killed is that Tara looked at it a certain way, and that's when she. So that gave a, a it was like desperation, like she would just go with anybody who loved her. Yeah. And I was glad, but I was glad of one thing. I was one was glad that one, once they made her, they changed the character to being gay. She stayed that way. She didn't just go running back to men, you know. Which that would have been really terrible. Yeah, that would have been strange. That wouldn't have helped anything. No. So the other thing we want to talk about in the news, yes, everybody, if you haven't noticed what's on, if there are news specials with it now, everyone's covering it. It is the um, the conservatorship trial for Britney Spears, and Britney Spears is actually, you know, she is providing testimony and. She's really ripping to shreds her own family. She's ripping to shreds some of these uh, these so-called paid psychologists or whatever therapists that were out there. She's really showing how all these people work together to kind of put her in this sort of mental prison for the last 13 years. Well, yeah. To control her money. And you know that ex-husband's part of that. Probably at some level. Because where would he? But the dad be, is the, been regardless him. of the ex-husband though. The dad is just horrible. Uh, Jamie yeah. Spears. You know how we can say at the end we just say fall out the window. Jamie Spears can fall out that goddamn window for all he's done to Britney. Well, you know what? Britney's got a big, 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 big ally. She's got Cher. Oh, and that's a good thing. Because <laughs> Cher is right up there and share share is i gotta admit share is smart on politics law all that y'all do not sleep on share share knows her shit well i'm gonna tell you it. what it is share's been through a lot she was totally under sonny bono's control and then supposedly david geffen got out of her but he was just as controlling as sonny yeah. so she finally she broke free and made something and did it herself. She and Tina Turner are like the poster children for that kind yeah. of thing. And we also have to thank recently looking at what Kesha went through and also what Taylor Swift has gone through. Different situations, yeah. but still situations where women said, enough is enough about my autonomy, my work, my money. What I have is mine. I own it. You know, and that's where, that's where Britney Spears is at. She's like, I own myself. Well, she's saying no more. 
I grew, and she need, she's right. I grew up in an Italian family, so I know what Cher went through. So Sonny Bono is, was a typical Italian man. Everything she she found out that the name of the company was Cher Enterprises, and her name was on the company, and she didn't own any of it. And, and, and you're wondering, like, oh, why are we talking to these celebrities, things like this? Well, yeah, these are high profile. This is involving a lot of money. But this happens at smaller scales to people. Oh, yeah. People end up in these weird little conservative ships oh, or these... guardianships or things, and, and they get trapped just... in. And we talked about this, remember, when we were talking about that show a while back. Uh, oh, I got my brain. The I Netflix. care a lot. I care a lot, yeah. So, I mean, this can happen... If, if you're sitting out there thinking, oh, this couldn't happen to me. It's not, yes, it can happen Especially to you. Especially when level. you get older. And as you get older. But just to say if you had a mental crisis, this could happen to you. And some of y'all, I would hope you have good family, but it's not to say your family might not even turn on you. It's possible. So just really I am behind the Free Britney movement because in all honesty – this there's there's times I see in my own life, even though I mean I've had the level of defining or whatever, I could see where people could have tried to take control of my life. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I've had I have had. And, and, uh, and thanks to share right for. Back I was in a situation with a relative where I lived in their house and they were also my boss at work, and I had a. I I didn't realize what a bad situation I was in until it was over. Because I um, I was under this person's thumb. I had to walk on eggshells. So I was glad. I'm glad that that was over. So I know, I know that. Uh, I know that it's. Uh, I know you 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 could be under. You could get wound up under somebody's control, with through no fault of your own, just through circumstance. You could wind up in a bad situation. They take you and they help you, and then they feel as though. They own you. Well, I hope. I think it's going to be more of a judge decision. This is not. This is not a kind of thing with a jury or whatever. So I'm hoping the judge really comes through and does right by Britney. So okay. free Britney. Free Britney. Uh, you got an obit for us? Yeah, one obit this week. You told me it was a bizarre. It's one. It's a bizarre one. Okay, yeah. it's uh, all you guys know this name. You all have their software on your computers, on your tablets. The antivirus software, the McAfee. Well, John McAfee is the founder of this software. And he was found dead in a Spanish prison when he was getting ready to be extradited to the U.S. for tax evasion. He was 75 years old. He was awaiting extradition. And after being charged with tax evasion in the United States last year, he fled to Barcelona. And uh, they got him. They arrested him, but they put him in jail, and his he had a cellmate. They took the cellmate for something, I don't know, some medical thing or something. He came back, and John McAfee was hanging. He killed himself by hanging. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Yeah. So, um, wild. I, I guess he really didn't want to go to prison. He really didn't want to go. So, anyway, um, the final two decades of McAfee's life were somewhat bizarre series of events. In 2012, he was briefly vanished after fleeing his home in Belize because local police tried to question him on the death of his neighbor. He has denied involvement in the death and claimed that he fled because he feared for his life. And he spent time in Guatemala, moved to Montreal, Canada, 
and he worked on a documentary about his life, and he ran for U.S. president in 2016 as a libertarian. He ran against Donald Trump and, and Hillary Clinton. Oh, that was it? I didn't even... You know, I didn't piece together what you just said it, but I do remember seeing his name, and it wasn't... Oh, that's wild. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah. So anyway, that's how one death, John McAfee dead at uh, 75 years old by suicide. So you... Well, tell the listeners about the Patreon account. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. I... Why I always forget that thing? Is that a senior <laughs> thing? Or is Have that you just... given up on it? <laughs> tell them. Okay, uh, you can join up. Uh, you want to give us some support. We uh, have a Patreon account, and we have three tiers. We have... Uh, uh, all our tiers are named after notorious New Orleans murderers. Uh, entry level is Antoinette Frank to kill a cop. And that one is $5 a month. And uh, middle tier, mid tier is the Axeman. They are the Axeman, uh, the notorious serial killer from the early 20th century. And that one is $10 a month. You get a little bit more on that than you do on a $5 a month. Now, the big premium one is Madame LaLaure, that notorious woman that tortured, murdered, and abused her slaves, or, his, or I'd rather say enslaved people. That's, I don't know, it's, it's more PC, but I, I think it sounds better. I'm not one for all the PC woke stuff, but that sounds better. And uh, she um, she was uh, probably the most notorious serial killer in history. But anyway, her tier is $25, but you get all kinds of cool shit. You get t-shirts, tote bags, coffee mugs, a print autographed by us. Yes. What else do they have? There's an, isn't there a, um, the t-shirts, coffee mugs, the print, tote bag. the tote bag. There's one other thing I can't remember what it was. I don't know why we're yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's the premium one, and you're also going to get access to some of our live shows. Uh, we just did an interview today, and we may be doing a live show from a Twelfth Night party next year. We might. It was an excellent interview. Because we, we actually, it was a man named Mr. Frank Perez. Yeah, if you're listening to this one, it really is a good... Let's give his book a... His book. You got any of the titles, any of his books? We well, the one we were mainly talking about was In Exile. In Exile. That he co-authored with Jeffrey Palmquist. And then, and then he had the Southern Decadence. Southern book. Decadence uh, book. But yeah, um, if you want, actually, go, go more... The thing is, is go listen. Kind of. I know if you're listening to this one, which is about... Uh, a heinous act that was done happened in New Orleans. You definitely, it's good to go listen to the Frank Perez interview because there we really examine the bar culture of New Orleans and the gay culture of New Orleans. Plus, much more. And it will make you by listening to all the wonderful stories and all the dental history there. It'll make you come back. And if you listen to this again, or it make you think about listening to this one as you're listening to this one, how sad this truly is. Though. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, and he's also he's running for district. Um, uh, New Orleans City Council District C, and uh, if you want to donate something, what is it? What's it, the website? www.frankperezcitycouncil.com, I believe it. It's on. He, a, he has. A, he say, stated it on he, the he interview. He states it on the interview, and you um and frenchquarterfrank.com is his uh, his website. Yeah, and it has right. about all of his personal. So. Things. We got uh, we, we got all that out the way. Now we want to get to our horror. Oh, you know what time it is? It's horoscope. It's time. weekly horoscope. Okay, no, that, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. 
I'm not allowing you to put a jingle on my weekly horoscope. Oh, it's a, it's a take on its holly duty time. Uh, I, I know it's not that time. It's <laughs> what weekly, time is it, kid? It's weekly it's horoscope. It's horoscope time. <laughs> it's horoscope time. We're well, talking about the children. Guess what? Yeah, we're sending all you song. little bitches to summer camp, honey. And you won't let them sing. Well, they can sing while they're at summer camp because I, okay. yeah, I won't be there. They can't fine. sing its horoscope time. Or will I be there? We'll find out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll see. Anyhow, bitches, get on the bus because we're sending y'all out to summer camp. Let's start with Aries. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you which activity at summer camp you're going to die or be killed from. Oh, yeah. So, Aries. You could die and get killed. In or get killed from, yeah. Aries, it's going to be for swimming in the lake. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> what you got to say about well, that? Is, is Jason going to pop up and grab him like he did? They the could have that, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Big old octopus tentacle come out. So octopus tentacles. Just being simple and dumb and drunk and just just drowning and shit. Yeah, yeah, Jason's gonna get him. That'll do enough. He's just some Aries get drunk enough. That's probably, they just killed him. What a sleepaway camp when they found out the girl was a boy at the end. Did you ever see that movie? I think it's been a while. Well, it was this movie. This poor girl, she was being bullied throughout all of it. These murders were happened. And she. everybody thinks she's in trouble. And then at the end you found out she's a killer and she's standing there naked with a penis. Alright. Hey. All right. <laughs> Next, we got Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> what are you, where, when are y'all going to die? While roasting marshmallows. Oh, what's going to happen? The big old flame going to come out on them? Well, at least they got to enjoy some s'mores. Somebody going to come up and squirt some gasoline on the fire? <laughs> oh, what about the wildfire? What's that thing from? that's coming at them? Uh, the wind comes. That's one of my other signs is going to deal with that oh, bullshit. Okay. Say that's that. No, they're going to be all right. Taurus, yeah. Taurus is just whatever. Spray some lighter fluid on there. Something, something like that might happen. More lighter fluid. Yeah, but there's another sign. When marshmallows get toasted. Another sign later on gets hit by a possible when wildfire. marshmallows will definitely get toasted. Gemini. That's Roz, huh? Well, the way you die is by hanging around the tetherball pole. Especially when the thunderstorm comes through. <laughs> If that's how Rod's there, it's a large target. Crash of lightning. He's a big target, so, you know. The thunder rolls. <laughs> there we go, ball, hitting him in the balls. <laughs> Don't they say it smells like a barbecue? No. <laughs> well, and, uh, what is barbecue? Searing flesh? Yeah, really. You think they about do it. say the actual pork barbecuing does smell like human flesh as well. Because they say pigs and humans have very close flesh. Well, they use that in CSI all the time to, to check the... Um... So it means we taste like pork? Apparently. We don't taste like chicken? Like, what, you going to get you some rack of ribs? I ain't going to get no rack of ribs. Leave them rack of ribs okay, alone. We, we really have gone to another now level. I think twice. I think it's going to be brisket all the way when I go to Dickie's Barbecue. <laughs> Are you going to make sure they're grass-fed... Uh, no, not no, no. I mean, do you want the vegan or do you want the? No, I don't eat anything vegan. You, you're, not, you're not eating the I vegan. I won't rib. eat an Impossible Whopper because there's kale in it. 
No, I was talking about the person who was a vegan eating their ribs. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Being grass. Uh, <laughs> oh, the vegans are going to come after me now. Oh, my God. Like, why are you telling people to cannibalize us? Yeah. Oh, well, come on. It's fucking horoscopes, bitch. If you can't handle it, this ain't the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you're still with us, let's continue along. Cancer. Oh, that's me. <laughs> you, you know we know why you're gonna die, or where you're gonna die, while kissing on a canoe. Oh, something romantic and and be old full moon and everything. Yeah, but I have questions. Is it the person you kissed? <laughs> Did they not want to kiss? Like, what's the deal? Why? I don't know. I've kissed some frogs before, so. And they and they turned into they they turned into ratchet hoes. Not yeah, princes. they turned into ratchet hoes. Yeah. Not princes. princes. Yeah. Alcoholics. A few of them turned druggies. <laughs> male strippers with giant egos. Oh God! All things that Ugh. go bump in the night. <laughs> <laughs> they bump and bump in the night. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 How you think I have open shutters? You know. <laughs> Are you always looking behind you? Always. Oh yeah. Always. But they all dead, but I'm still looking behind me because You had just racked up like exes and, and former flings and Oh you, yeah. You've had an illustrious uh Yes. And out of all of those. What, 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 weren't maybe you, two of them or something. Weren't you a slut puppy to begin with? No. Well I was in the show. That was the I name know, of the I'm show just, I was in. I'm just picking. <laughs> but weren't you in real life? No. Oh, shut up. I had to throw that load in there. Yeah, I had to throw that in. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll get you back. Yeah. <laughs> You're always trying to get me back. I survive. I'm like, what am I? I'm like a... I'm like a you like the, 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 the horror movie monster. I just keep coming back. You're like Donald Trump. You just keep coming back. Okay, please don't refer to me as Donald No. <laughs> I knew that would get you. <laughs> that might get you killed. That might get you killed. Yeah, I knew I would get to you on, on something. All right. All right yeah, Leo. Curtis. Y'all gonna die doing a tug of war. <laughs> during oh the tug. My during, God. <laughs> during it. That's oh like a, my During a goddamn tug of so war. So there's gonna be like five other people against this one four hundred pound person. And when they pull it, this guy's gonna come and crush everybody. Yeah, and Leo's gonna get the full impact. Oh poor the- Curtis. Curtis couldn't do a tug of war. He could right. Hmm. It, it could never happen. But then again, on the other hand, tug of war is just trying to get in and out of the bathroom during southern decadence. Oh, that's not a tug of war. That's that, that's a, you, you, well, I don't know what you'd call that. That's an act of war. Yeah, that's an act of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's an old song, there Ain't Nowhere to Pee on Mardi Gras Day. You ever heard that? <laughs> that's the same problem. Mardi Gras another time. Yeah, that's the same goddamn yeah. shit. Uh, well, Virgo, get ready. These are the ones. They going to die by the by campfire storytelling. Because the Santa Ana winds are probably going to come oh, blow that's through. They're, oh, that's, they're the ones where it's going to blow through on the ass. And they're going to actually cause the forest fire and get in, in, engulfed in it. Yeah. So there'll be all skeletal bones when it all passes. So Virgos, do us all a favor. Have somebody else light the fire. Or just don't even fucking light the fire to begin with. 
Why don't you just let the Virgos do what they're going to do? There's they're going to do it anyway. There's certain Virgos in particular, you know. That really it's like, that. Virgos, I know y'all are intelligent. I know you're detailed when you want to be all this. But you can't control the weather. That's all I'm going to say. Even though you think you can, you can't. Okay? Some of them can't control their bowels. But you know, that's... <laughs> no comment. Oh, yeah. No comment. <laughs> Libra. Oh, Libra. That was my mom. Well, they going to die. already going. Bless her. I, I love you, stories, Ema. I wonder if she would have agreed with this. She's going to die by jumping from the diving platform. Oh, no. She wouldn't jump from the diving platform. So that would be. She wouldn't even. She didn't want people to see in the bathing suit. Well, wait. You might have to jump because you might have. Serial killer coming up the tower. You don't know what's going on. Oh, that's on. true. You may have your only escape is that way. Or oh. We don't know what the reason is. But Libra's, no matter what. Yeah, and she would want to survive that because she'd want to see the investigation discovery episode about it. What, like ten, isn't it like 10 meters <laughs> up? She's going to read the book about it. It's 10 meters up, isn't it? Yeah, like, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 10 meters is pretty meters. That's that's pretty high. That's way up there. How many stories is it? I don't know. I've seen them up. I think they say it's like four stories, isn't it? I think Greg Luganus. Isn't it like four regular stories or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I remember Greg Luganus jumping from that thing and hitting his head. It's Yeah, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah. And you're talking about trained people. So even when they get hurt, they were taking some measures. I knew what they were doing. Untrained people. (laughs) I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Scorpio. Y'all next. Scorpio. What's going to happen? You know why y'all going to ass is going to die? How the ass going to die? Your ass, too. That's my ass. Cave dwelling. I was going to say cave exploring, but by the time... That's that's just what uh, what we say as children. Oh, we're going to explore the cave. But we really just want to, as Scorpios, we want to get away that the hell away from everybody else so we go set up shop in the cave and before you know it either we woke up an animal in the cave that was sleeping there that doesn't want to be our friend and would rather make us dinner or just get us to shut up or we've actually awoken a demon inside deep inside the earth so i mean there you go that's why scorpio's dying cave dwelling all right i actually think i actually could think i mean if they had wi-fi i would really think about a cave dwelling yeah. okay never mind a sagittarius oh oh what you <laughs> that's gonna, my man what you gonna do that poor man now king he, kong he gonna die during other. during the potato sack running races. oh my god the potato sack race is racist oh make sure he's not wearing those sandals oh them sandals <laughs> during the potato sack race he might. Maybe <laughs> I'm dying now. We, I'm thinking of the. Oh, well. Hmm. Well, hopefully they had good French fries uh, before the potato sacks. I yeah, get the French fries first because you know, I got those some fresh, that those fresh French, French fries. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they jump off a cliff. Like, I'm winning. I'm winning. Ah! Yeah. Splat. <laughs> All right. Oh goodness. Capricorn. Lance. Oh, that's your man, Lance. Lance. Guess what he's going to die by? What's he going to die by? Doing arts and crafts. 
<laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait. What you got? Wait. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Yeah, he's born on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yes. And then, yes. Wait, maybe they'll be in the summer, and camps happen in the summer, so maybe it'll be summer and <laughs> Christmas in July night. He'll fall off the ladder hanging up the big old wreath or the bell. Or put the bed, the star on the Christmas tree. <laughs> or maybe somebody will will, um, will switch the blunt scissors for sharp ones. Or maybe he was the kid that fell asleep with Santa on top of him and Santa smothering it. Never mind. Oh, that could happen. I'm going to leave that, that one. You know, uh, oh, well, I'm, uh, <laughs> Are we calling out his business now? No, no. <laughs> I was going to tell a story, but I think I'm saving it for the next part. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Aquarius. We got uh, a couple of Aquariuses out there. We were just talking about one of our favorite Aquarius listeners just earlier. Oh, which that one? we really love. One of our favorite listeners, Godfrey. Godfrey. Oh, hey, Godfrey. So, honestly, if anyone's got to die, you got one of the most fantastic ways to go rock climbing. <laughs> oh, my God. Godfrey, right? Rock climbing. He could he do just, it. He doesn't look like the rock climbing type. He might be able to. Hey, trust me, Godfrey is amazing. He's so, yeah, he's pretty resourceful. So you'd be amazed with. Yeah. Uh, well, enjoy your time up there for as long as it might be. Well, the following one takes a few seconds. Well, yeah, the following takes a few seconds. Yeah. Pisces. Ooh. Oh, you know I love my Pisces people. Yeah, we don't even know a Pisces. Oh, I do. Who? She listens to the podcast, and they just recently moved. Uh, her and her husband and, and the girls. Monique. Oh. I love me some Monique. Welcome to our pod. Welcome. Uh, we love you, Monique. One of our, one of our listeners. Like we all, love all our listeners. Like all things at Pisces. Even the ones we hate, we love them too. Yeah. Like all things Pisces do. <laughs> you're not just going to take yourself down, but you're going to probably make sure to take everyone else down with you. During an archery tournament. Oh, my God. You know what? It's probably the second place person. <laughs> it's the winner. <laughs> like in a ghost show, the band, the ghost that hit the arrow in his neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, he probably was a Pisces. I had to think about it. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But he seemed like he could have been, possibly. But anyhow, oh, that is for y'all, Pisces. Have fun with the uh, arrow, bows and arrows. All righty. So we're going to take a break for our Barry Marino Craft Creations commercial that we do every week. And then we're going to come back with our, uh, our story. Um it's so, uh, the last, this isn't really, a, I don't know if you would call this our season finale, because we still have the Harvey Milk episode to go. But it's the next uh, installment of uh, Targeted While Out LGBT Hate Crimes. Yeah. This, is one, this one's particularly sad and very historic. It happened almost 50 years ago. It's, uh, it happened here in New Orleans, where, we, where we're uh, recording from. Yeah. It's uh, the Upstairs Lounge Arson Attack, the Upstairs Lounge Fire. Uh, we'll be talking about that in pretty much depth uh, when we come back from commercial. So we'll see you in a little. Hey, Philip, what's up? Oh, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm kicking. How your week go? It went well. It went well. Uh, got to watch a few new shows. Oh, what'd you watch? 
Oh, um, first off, got to mention the new docu-series on Netflix, Surviving Death. Yeah, I started that one. It looks really All good. All kinds of interesting topics. Mediums, near-death experiences, even had a thing about reincarnation, which is important to the episode tonight. You know, you want to watch it uh, after we finish recording the episode? Sure. And then, and then next week we could talk a little bit more about it. Definitely, because I know you didn't actually finish it yet. No, I didn't. Actually, I don't even I don't know if my... you saw the episode. I'm talking about the reincarnation episode. No, I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And what else were you? have you been watching? Oh, well, the third season of American Gods is back. Oh, I saw yes. the first two. Got... And all I want to say, no spoilers. But all I want to say is the fabulous actress, Dominique Jackson, joins the cast. The transgender girl from Pose. The one that played Electra, yes. Oh, she's wonderful. Yes. So, no spoilers. Go watch it. You will enjoy her. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for a few episodes to be posted because I'm more of a binger. I like to watch one after another. I don't like waiting a week to see the next one. I don't know. I couldn't wait. I got that. American Gods is like a crack hit for me. (laughs) Back in 1980, and yes, I am old enough to remember who they are on Dallas. We had to wait six, seven months before the new ones came in, and still, it took them three episodes to name the culprit. Driving the whole, the whole troopers drove me nuts. So what have you been watching? Well, we we've been watching this this NBC show called Good Girls, and it's about these women. Regular everyday women. One's a housewife, one's a single mom, and the other one's a, um, a woman that's married, but she has, you know, she works. She's like a working mom. And they have all these financial problems, and they decide to rob the grocery store where the single mother works. <laughs> oh my God. And it leads to all kinds of craziness. Now, the star of it is Christina Hendricks. You know who she is from Mad Men? Oh, I loved her in Mad Men. She's the big boobed head. Uh, secretary with the red hair, yes. with the red hair, yes. yes. And she, it's it's really it's really kind of cool to see her now as like a mom, you know, instead of, instead of the secretary. But you know what? She still got the big boobs. You can't hide that. Well, I mean, come <laughs> on, you got you work with what you got, okay? She still got the, but they don't make it's not such a big old uh, deal made over them because you know she's a mom now, you know. And uh, I've also I started watching that one, and I've started watching another documentary called The Ripper. And it's about this serial killer that mimicked Jack the Ripper. And this is in the, it's a set in the 1970s. I need to watch that one. I haven't watched that one. I had a friend that said she watched that Ripper. Uh-huh. That's just what I want to watch. And she said she's never been paranoid about things. But after that, she had to go check her lock like three or four different times. Well, you know our girls from Don't Look Under the Bed watched it, too. They, what did they, they say about it? They said it was wonderful. But they... they one of those binary things that you used to go on in early internet time and you found all kinds of porn on there oh what are you talking about oh there were these binary pages it was a certain thing place you went to on the web and you the thing is now though the internet itself is so dirty you can find anything you want but I'm wondering you don't even have to go like I would not even know how to get to the dark web to be honest with you, I wouldn't know. The internet. There's ways, me. but I'm I'm I don't I don't even want to. More power to the people. Actually, uh, if anybody's like interested in some cool stuff, the um, even though they haven't done one in a while, Justin and Shaughnessy of Don't Look Under the Bed, actually one of their their the latest episode. The latest about episode the dark web, is Dark yeah. Web Crimes. So go check it out if y'all are intrigued into that. It's so. really good. And you know, I took another listen to uh, Morbid the other day, and it's pretty good. I decided. To give them a nice little review on um, on 
Apple, and I'm hoping that they read it and listen to us. That would be really nice to hear from them, because I've been an avid fan of theirs for a while. I'd like them to return the favor. All right, so, okay, so we're going to be going to our commercial yep. now, and uh, we will be right back after a word from Barry Marino Craft Creation. As some of y'all may remember, and if you're new to our podcast, I have another business that has finally become live on the internet. It's oh, yeah. Barry Marino's Craft Creations. I've made afghans, table runners, hats, scarves, plus more. And more coming weekly. Yes. Great thing is, we sell all holidays year-round, so you will not have to wait till that time of year to order what you would like and enjoy. Thanks to our Oz, Will, it is easy and interactive website to see what has been posted. And guess what? In the next few days, my first line of candles called Gentilly Lace. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's... Gen- Gentilly's a little part of New Orleans where we live. That's where we both live, yeah. And it will be available for purchase. And guess what? I'm also starting a seasonal line, so every season will have its own candle. So be on the lookout for our Spring Rose Candle. At our website today, BarryMarinoCraftCreations.com. That's B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-I-N-O-C-R-A-F-T-C-R-E-A-T-O-I-T-I-O-N-S. Oh, make sure we spell it correctly, right? Dot com. (laughs) See you then. All right, Philip, what's going on now? How how you doing? How you enjoy your break? My break? <laughs> <laughs> your bathroom break. Oh my goodness. Well anyhow, why are you so intrigued by my bathroom? <laughs> oh, I'm not intrigued. I just I, I, I just said It all came out alright. The right. wrong thing and it all came out wrong and I was But trying, it all came out alright. I was right just in the trying to save it. because uh, you know, saying like what I should have said is we're back with the rest of our episode, but I started like you start the beginning. Hey, I know Phil, you how did. you doing? I'm like, oh, it's shit. Just, it's what funny. did I do? But that's a great thing I like about the podcast. You see, I want our podcast to be spontaneous and I want it to sound like it's live. Okay, but everything did come out okay. Yeah, well, we can live without hearing that. <laughs> Any, well, this episode, you know, we'll see. Well, this episode is actually, we, we talk about two different madams. Yes. Uh, one of them is Emma Johnson. She had the kinky house that had the circuses, which mm-hmm. absolutely involved real animals sometimes. Oh, and Lord. then we had the, um, the uh, we have another octoroon man, uh, madam, uh, Miss Willie, Countess Willie Piazza, who we'll talk more, well, we'll talk more about it later, but she was somewhat of a fraud or allegedly somewhat of a fraud from certain things. So anyway, let's start talking a little bit about Emma. She had a um, a little, very, very little is known about her when she was born and her. But she, um, this is the picture of the lady with the uh, striped stockings, which is um, that nobody actually knows who she really is. It's taken about 19. We're going to talk more about that in our Storyville. Yeah, but anyway, some say that's 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 a that is Emma Johnson, and this is a picture here is Rita Walker from the Blue Book. Now Emma Johnson catered to a 
special crowd. She even had, allegedly now, I'm not saying this is completely true, so if anybody is out there that wants to, that one, you know, wants to dispute what I'm saying, I'm not claiming that any of this is, for, is real. But allegedly, she also had some male male action going on in her show, too. All right. And, um, where she, like I said, she catered to a special. She catered to the bondage. And she had the circus, which was a show. And some of the, the acts in the circus included real animals. Bestiality. There was one, um... Mm. One of the uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> one, of, one of the former, one of her former um, uh, girls, who was interviewed for by Al Rose back in the sixties, and uh, one of the, the things she was asked to do was screw a pony, and she said no matter how much she washed and washed, she never could get the smell of that pony off of her. I wonder if they used the potash for that. I think I've actually shot the man more, that can't be shot. I think you need more than the potash. Yeah. With the pony penis, I think you need a lot more than that. But anyway, yeah, those are the type of things. And I remember the movie Pretty Baby, which we're going to be reviewing next week. There was one guy who got drunk, and the madam, who was a fictional yeah, in a madam. In I'll say how I feel about it. She says, bring him by Miss Emma Johnson's. He deserves it. Because Emma Johnson's was... She was the dark web of Storyville. I don't know if there was a murder or anything like... A snuff stuff or anything like that wow. going on. But there was bestiality. There was there was homosexuality. One, um, the circus. Josie had the circus, which had some bondage acts and everything like that. But Emma took it a bit further. Yeah. That's... So what is your take on that? What if you saw that? How would you react? Okay, first off, uh, let's let's just get the bestiality out the way real quick. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't I don't feel that is one thing I really am not going to get any too far into. I mean, if you need to, go ahead. But I just don't think sex with animals, I don't need animals is right. No, of course not. It's animal abuse for one thing. Yeah, I'm just like like plain and simple, not right. I'm not even gonna like discuss that of like wow that's just I had a guy one time on one of the I forget what it was because we're going to go into the hookup stuff and everything on one of our next episodes coming up but um, I think it was back in the days of the Yahoo groups you remember those oh yeah and he wrote me an email he says do you get into gay zoo I said, what the hell's gay zoo? He said, sex with animals. I said, oh, you disgusting perv. Don't ever write me again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't know if there was a way you could block him or something, but it was my group because I had, I had two. I had Gay Big Easy, which was actually, you know, things like the, uh, you know, where you could get help for things and, uh, you know, HIV counseling and that kind of stuff. But I also had Gay Big Easy Action, which was hookup stuff. And I threw him off my. I yeah. said, no, there's no way I am supporting this. I thought that that was the most disgusting thing. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'll talk about a lot of sex stuff, but animal abuse, bestiality, no. But, yeah, that was one of the things that, that, that was one of the things in Emma Johnson's um, uh, brothels, who were in her circus, who was, 
Yeah, she she took everything as far as it could go. I mean, beyond the realm of legality. Yeah, that, even in a legal red light district. Now, going back to consensual or hopefully consensual human on human stuff, actual kink fetish, we can talk about that for a sec. I think that's actually gone on long before even Emma Johnson. I mean, yeah. I think uh, basically we, I mean, prostitutes, which we'll be talking about in our uh, in our oldest profession bonus episode, we'll be getting into some things. But whether it was women or men or whatever, they've always provided in prostitutes have always provided a fantasy. Yeah. They've always, within, hopefully within reason, as far as theirs, if it was consensual to a degree, hopefully, sometimes things did fall over into an abusive realm or something that was too far. But most of the time, it allowed people to work out their fantasies. Yeah. In a safe, non judgmental way. And in a way that, in a way that does provide a service. That is a good thing on that. That I'll yeah. say. It, it It is... Now, there may be some people out there who disagree say, oh, that's unhealthy, that's improper. But if you listen to our show, you, you know Anybody we're going to go there. Okay? Nobody is going to... We, we went somewhere that you don't feel comfortable with. You know? Huh? Oh, what do you mean? The bestiality. Well, no, because I, I, have, I have a heart for animals, so that's and, and that's not necessarily consensual in any respect of, of what... Plus, there's just problems with that on uh, yeah. other levels, public health. I think some of the, the, the granny just, porn uh, with the older pe- old people porn is like, they, okay, you know, all right, everybody that listens to this, they probably already know I used to work in an adult video store. And we had you know, different types of videos, but one of the ones that we had, some of it was, most of it was pretty vanilla, some of it was kind of frightening. But we had two movies starring with the same 87-year-old woman called... One of them was 87 and Still Banging, and the other one was uh, Century Sex. And I always got the... I always got the impression that this woman was coerced into this. If she did not have consent, then that I do have a problem with that. Like, I have a problem if, if they were playing off of her own dementia or some other thing, then that would have been worse. I mean... That I do not agree with. That that falls into the realm of elder abuse. I cannot imagine an 87-year-old woman actually consenting. Well, well, hold on a minute. moment, though. Hold on a moment. I saw a documentary about some cougars, and I remember there was like some... 80-something, 90-something-year-old women getting with some 20-something-year-old men getting it on. But this one, this movie, this wasn't a, um, she wasn't like a hot cougar, or even looked like she might have been a hot cougar. She was like Sophia Petrillo looking. As long as she consented, I'm okay with it. But if there is something shady about it, like, I don't believe. Well, if you saw the video, it is, it did look shady to me. Okay, and was this, yeah, because I, and hopefully that was something older. One of them is. Hopefully they, that's not continuing to go on now. Hopefully that kind of stuff doesn't continue to go well, on. Well, it was in the 90s. Yes, yeah, uh, so at that point they were still doing some things this, that weren't, um, which will. The storyline here this, this old woman goes to these sex therapists to complain about how her husband's not having sex with her. But she's 87, even if her husband's younger than her. I'm sure the winkle ain't going anywhere, you know what I mean? And uh, 
they satisfy her themselves and it's very uh it's it was disturbing i just didn't like and but you know that the um pornography documentary that six foot documentary i told you it's on youtube uh they touch on that, those films then too and uh I don't know. I just thought that I thought that it was just wrong. <laughs> yeah, just that wrong. that I would have to agree with is wrong. It was it almost like something to me, that it was seems almost like child that. porn. You know, it's just somebody uh, that yeah that well, really know what they're doing. That is that is that that is not. Don't, children are not fully Look developed. Look at us taking a moral high ground somewhere. Huh? <laughs> Look at us taking a moral. Well, well, no, no, no. I don't deal with child abuse. I don't deal with animal abuse, and I don't deal with elder abuse. Elder, yeah. And I'm, and I'm all about even people that don't fit in those categories. I also think there should be consent. Right. Let there the record let the records uh, let, just for the record. If you see me in the porn movie, I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> also, the kicking fetish is also important. Besides fantasies, there's the idea. A lot of times, it allows people, which I guess is part of the fantasy, also allows the patron. Of, of the process to be put into a role in the sense a lot of times why people also go to dominatrix it may not always be prostitution but they go to a dominatrix uh-huh. and it may not be actual sex but the whole kink about that the whole thing that's going on is so that man he may be in a high powered position in his real life but when he just wants to feel submissive and feel like he doesn't have the control for a moment and you know um, and that is a mental it's like a mental release a mental break for I've known a lot of bisexual men, or what they call them today, pansexual men. And these are... Uh, well, actually two different things, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, bisexual is supposed to be they're like either men and women. I know pansexual means they go with transgendered people. Go with anything. Any, yeah, anything. So a lot, a lot of the ones I've known have had transgendered and women and men. So that I call like pansexual. Yeah. Too. But a lot of the pansexual men, the men that lead to, or some of them that just admit to be bisexual, when they're with a male, they're submissive and they're bottom. But when they're with a female, they're aggressive. They're, they're um, what you call that? Dominant. Mm. And top. Then I've known some of them that like the girl to strap it on. True. Pegging. And bend yeah. them over. Peg them. Uh, but see, there's also the thing. But then Which some, some of that was going on in, in Emma's house too. But then there's some there some men that like to top both men and women. So I mean, mm-hmm. there, there there's all. Some of them like being bothered by both. You know, put the strap on yeah. on the girl. You know, a lot of guys that are into transgendered women or the chick with dicks thing. They like to get fucked, but they want to get fucked by a woman. There is that going on as well. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there are so many types of kinks, fetishes out there. I mean, we could do a whole show on kink and fetish, which we'll probably maybe get into a little more uh, on definitely our some of our other bonus episodes. But um, I think Emma Johnson was providing a service. I'm not going to say... Uh, I wasn't there, I and I will say from accounts of what legends say weapon or accounts of supposedly what might have happened, um, some of it was in the realm of probably for the times illegal. Some of it should still be illegal mm. uh, in the case of the animals. 
Uh, but some of it, I just feel it. It's one of the reasons if we legalize prostitution, you can regulate more and know that the safety is there. The safety, the regulations are there. So, but at her time, they wouldn't have had all that. So uh, it definitely presents that question of what's, what's, um, and in the time she could have put herself and some of her girls in harm's way by doing this. A lot of times she may have. Yeah. Whether we're talking about public health with the animals, uh, whether we're talking about the safety of things, because some of these... We still have to today, and we have to acknowledge that because a lot of we're on a true crime podcast here. A lot of these men, when they get into their sexual fantasies, some of it is about killing people. So these women were putting themselves in a dangerous position at times. Yeah. So there is a question of, and it's that is a question down the road. If prostitution is legalized and you open yourself up to kink stings, you have to consider certain security measures. Yes, and, and that's you know, why the, the I think word. a lot of times, if you've ever known, I think um, wasn't it called the Chicken Ranch, the one recently in Nevada? It's in Nevada. No, uh, the Chicken Ranch was in Texas. That was, was the best of all in Texas. No, no, no. But wasn't there a Chicken Ranch in Nevada? An actual there may brothel? have been. Okay. There was, there was well, there was a brothel in Nevada, in Nevada, and part of the security is they have to have they had to have cameras on in all the rooms in case a guy would attempt to do something. Yeah. And and that's and we have to acknowledge. Not all these people... Like, yes, you're going to... A good percentage of men are going to try to follow rules, be there to fulfill whatever fantasies within reason. But I am sure Storyville had deaths, had murders, had things we didn't always hear about. Some of it was just swept under the rug as well. We don't know. Well, a lot of shootings in the bars and everything. But I want to talk specifically about possible prostitutes having been killed in the act because there are these psycho men and some of it may have been covered up because these men had money status mm-hmm. some of it may have been because you don't want the you don't like maybe the madam heard and covered it up because she didn't want her house to look bad and i'm not saying emma johnson did that but there's a good likelihood mm-hmm. an unregulated sex industry is going to have that kind of crime and we well, have wasn't unregulated that. though well, it was regulated to a degree, but you didn't have the cameras and the things and the security. Well, they didn't have all that. They didn't have technology back then. Not all the safety was there with that. So the technology, it was regulated in the sense on someone on paper, but most of the regulation was just so that they could get some tax well, revenue. Sure Emma Johnson had permit monies out. If she of wanted it. to run that type of thing. I'm sure she had some safety measures. You know, she probably had to. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm sure she tried. But nonetheless, the time in which she lived probably lended for a lot more nefarious individuals to act out on certain things. Yeah, and I'm and and that and that's something we have to think about, um, which we'll probably rediscuss more of that actually in our um, prostitution bonus episode about yes that those concepts. Um, let's go ahead and let you talk about the other madam, Willie Piazza. Yes. She was a prostitute and brothel proprietor in Storyville. And from she, she worked from 1898 until the district's closing. And she provides, she specialized in, she was another octoroon, octoroon clients. And they said she herself was a bit of mixed race. I see it now. Uh, little is known about her early life, but her father was an Italian immigrant named Vincent Piazza. 
and her mother was a woman of color, Celia Cadwell. I wonder, oh, I wonder if Voodoo Bone Lady is a descendant of Celia. Celia. So wait, her mother was a woman of color? Her, mom, her mother was a woman of color, yeah. Okay. And they were both as teenagers and unmarried at the time of her birth. And um, she was born in Mississippi, in Copaya County, Mississippi. And moved to New Orleans in the um, mid-90s. Now, she presented herself as a countess, a European countess. And she operated for 20 years, and she became, uh, you know, she was, um, she was very, very well known for her brothel at 317 Basin Street. She was also one of several women of mixed ancestry to operate brothels in the area. But the most prominent was who we covered last week, Lulu White. Yeah. Now, when she purchased 317 North Basin Street for $12,000 and spent $30,000 in additional fur furnishing and upgrades, she had an immediately successful brothel and allowed her to pay off her mortgage within two years. That's how, that's, that's how, how successful Storyville was. And her girls were known around New Orleans for their fine clothes, private coaches, and their abilities to sing and play musical instruments. A jazz pianist, Jelly Roll Morton, played her upright white piano. Oh, so Jelly Roll was, was hanging out with, uh, with Willie Piazza as well. Yeah, Willie Piazza and... I'll be, I'll he was making his rounds. Yeah, yeah, you know what that Jelly Roll stood for. We were talking mm -hmm. about that. We're going to talk that more. Yes. And then uh, her, her um, annual income was thought to be 1000 to $2,000. I guess that was a lot of money back then. And she called herself Countess Willie Piazza. And, and she, she, uh, she presented herself as uh, European sophistication. And she used a two-foot ivory golden di diamond cigarette holder to hold to smoke her Russian cigarettes. Now, um... She's played by Virginia Mayo in the 1978 film French Quarter. And she continued to work as a prostitute after Storyville closed. And she died November 2nd, 1932. My mom was not quite a month old of cancer. But she, she was a good businesswoman and she left a significant estate. So wow, what you want to say, got to say about that? Actually, I think it's kind of powerful in a sense. I, I kind of like, even if it might have been a lot, the whole lie about the countess and all, I kind of like it in a sense. That it's theater. It's theater. It's role play. Even, even all the stories about was theater. And for her in those times, I think that might have been important because she came from being an Italian and a woman of color as well. Yeah. And both groups at that time had faced oppression. Yeah. Once again, we're talking about this is the era of the Jim Crow South. Let's get this correct. You know, even the Jim though Crow South even though New Orleans afforded some era, era like some things, it was still the Jim Crow South. And they also it was the era of the murder of Police Chief Hennessy. Yeah, uh, he was murdered, and uh, it, it, he was very anti-mafia, and he was always trying to shut down all of the you know, the mafia-owned businesses. So yeah, so for yeah, an Italian woman of color. I think this was so important for her to, it, I'm sure a lot, of, and I have to kind of mention this, I think we didn't get to mention this under the Lulu White episode, mm -hmm. we'll mention it here. I hate to say it, 
but it's part of our history in America where there is this eroticism of ethnicities. Yeah. It's not always a good thing. Most of the time it's not a good thing. I don't think ever it's really a good thing because at some level what that does, even if she got, and I'm not faulting her on this. This is, this, this goes to the men and I'm specifically talking about white men. Okay. Uh In, In America. That subjugates that woman to only that role and doesn't yeah. say. However, I like that she flipped the script and she said, okay, you're going to eroticize me and I'm going to make that my business. I'm going to own this house, but I'm going to give myself some status while I'm at it. Right. And so even if you don't agree to what she might have been lending into, she used her time that she lived in and made the most of it to give herself some dignity. Yeah. And, and and even if people don't agree, I think she did that. In my book, I, that's what that feels like, and I think that's a very powerful message for her times. Well, back in those days, you know, it was still looked at. What they were doing was just looked upon. Because let me explain it to you now. You'll hear about this, or you probably may have already heard if you listened to the Storyville episode first. We haven't recorded it yet. But you'll that one will be posted before this one. Um, it was still considered. You realize we're in the Victorian era. Like I said, the, poli- the murder police chief uh, David Hennessy. He was an anti-mafia, and he was he would always tr- be trying to cut them down, cut down their businesses, and he was shot down in the street, right down the street from his house, and he was still alive enough to say something. And when they when his one of his, his officers came to him and said, Chief Hennessy, who did this to you? He said, Dagos. And that led to a mass lynching of Italian men. Yeah. And um, they never found out exactly who it was. And it probably was mafia. But they were taking innocent grocers and poor people and hanging them. It was just like, you know, it, it, it was just mass... Um, so, so my question to you is: I mean, I've told you how. I, how do you feel about Willie Piazza? How uh, do you feel about her being this countess? How does I think be- I think that today she is seen more of a, as a hero than yes. than she would have been then. And I wish that she was alive to see how the, the respect and and the dignity that she has today. And you know, I mean, it's like I think people are. I think we're actually going to have legalized prosperity at some point in time not and not too not too distant future because who would ever thought we had gay marriage you know who would ever thought we'd have legal marijuana you know so we I, I think that you know the world is and and you know a lot of the staunch religious stuff is kind of I think people are kind of tired of it actually but anyway, and if you listen to this podcast, I don't want to hear "Oh God, family values" because we're not a family value show. Hell no. So anyway, um, yes, I think I, I I admire Willie Piazza a lot. And, I do too. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think I made that up with it. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna move on, and um, this is a, this uh, our first episode. Our first half is a lot longer than this. Because we had so much content in that, and we have such little content in this. But actually, in, in a little while, we're going to be 
We are going to be... I'm going to have to get something to eat before we do, though. We're going to be recording the Storyville, the History of Storyville episode. That's probably... There's no horoscopes or news or anything. So, that's probably going to be a long... Be just as long as a regular episode. It's going to be our bonus episode. And it's going to be published on the night that we record it, which is Thursday. And... Um, before we go, let's give ourselves a get the social media stuff out yes. the way. Okay, you can follow us on Twitter at a shutters. You can follow us on Instagram at Open Shutters Podcast. Our Facebook page is called uh, Open Shutters a Creepy Con uh, a P- Creepy Podcast. That's our business Facebook page, and our Facebook group is the official page for Open Shutters a Creepy Podcast. Uh, our uh, Patron is www.patron.com slash open shutters, forward slash open shutters. Uh, our email is open shutters at yahoo.com. And we really do wish that you would find us on Apple Podcast and please give us a good review. Like I said, even if it's not a nice one, we get. Apple will promote us more. If and we we'll read it and have it. a good time with it. And we're going to read all of them. We're going to read all of them, whether they're good or bad or anything. And if it's true, we'll own it. If it's not, well, we'll call you out. We're going to have a problem. <laughs> have some people complaining about how dirty we are, but we, you know, we, we are. That's us. We're nasty. You know? We're some filthy, nasty motherfuckers. We am TVMA people. <laughs> so anyway, until next time. Nasty bitch. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.